My name is Isaac Krakoka, and this is Quadcast. Quadcast is a podcast series that was started last year to highlight the unique RSOs all across UChicago's campus. We discuss with the leaders of these clubs what the club is, what it means to the community, and how to get involved. On this week's installment of Quadcast, I was able to sit down with a member of UChicago's Bangra dance team. Today I'm joined by Aditya Bafna. I am going to catch up with him today on one of his RSOs that he's involved with this fall quarter. So tell me, what is Bhangra? So Bhangra is a traditional folk dance from the region of Punjab in India. It was traditionally used when they were celebrating the harvest. But today, Bhangra means a lot more to me and a lot more to a lot of Indians throughout the United States because Bhangra kind of ties us back to our cultural identity bring some of India to the United States with us, even though we're immigrants and we're technically American, it really brings brings us back to our Indian roots. What is your motivation for uh, joining this RSO? So I've been dancing for most of my life in events and parties, and my family traditionally loves dance. So it was, it was kind of meant to be that I would join a dance group, and Bhangra is the one that stuck out to me out of most dance forms. How well known is the culture of Bhangra and traditional Indian folk dance in the United States? So in the United States, most Indian people would be able to identify dance groups. And over the previous years, it has been growing prominently. Lots of Bhangra competitions are springing up in the college circuit and around the United States and Canada, too. Is Bhangra comparable to any other dance form that a novice fan like me would be able to recognize? Because from what I can tell, it's pretty unique. Is that correct? Yes, Bhangra is actually a very unique form of dance because it expresses the people's joy at a harvest. So it is really the expression of pure joy. Bhangra is similar to some other Indian dance forms. Some people get confused between Ras and Bhangra, but they actually come from different regions. And once you've seen both, you'll be able to see that they're very distinct. When did you start working with this RSO, this club on campus? So I only joined this RSO my second or third week of school here, but I have been dancing Bhangra for the last two or three years. How selective is the club? Is there an audition process? Yes, so there is an audition process. They host two different tryouts where they kind of workshop, teach you some moves, and then teach you some short choreography. And at the end of the tryout, you can choose to do an audition video and through these audition videos, they select you. I wouldn't say it's super selective, but it, it takes some levels. Obviously, like you, someone with background, the audition or tryout may be a little easier than someone like me with no background in dance. If I, per se, don't have a whole lot of background, how competitive would, be, would the club be for me? I still don't think it would be that competitive because most people come in with no background. 
And as I said, these workshops, they teach you how to dance first, and then they teach you the choreography. So it's really simple to get in on it if you just put some effort in it. Awesome, awesome. Uh, when do you guys meet? We meet every Tuesday and Thursday, and occasionally on Saturdays for practice. Where do you guys, uh, where do you guys have your rehearsals, practices? Uh, as far as I know, we practice in the Ida Noise dance room and the Bartlett dance room. What is a traditional practice rehearsal like? So it's very simple. We get to practice, we circle up, we stretch, do some push-ups, and then we kind of just jump into choreo, practicing, rehearsing, learning new steps. Formations is a big part of Bhangra as a dance, so we also run through formations as we practice. Push-ups, you say. Does this mean that Bhangra is a pretty physically active, pretty physically demanding dance form? Bhangra is a pretty physically active dance form. I wouldn't say it's super demanding, but it always helps to be fit. This sounds super interesting, uh, something I definitely want to look at. Where can I go and see a performance? So we perform at many events throughout the year. Uh, coming up on November 9th, we're performing at the Diwali show. And at the end of the year, we do perform at the Sasa show. At the Sasa show. Is that your biggest event of the year? As far as I know, that is our biggest event of the year. But Bhangra teams also compete around the country. And we submit audition videos to these competitions. So we might be going around very different places to compete. Have you been to any competitions with your previous exposure to Bhangra? Yes, I have. I've been to a few competitions in Tampa, Miami, and my team has also gone to Toronto and Ohio to compete. Tell me what they're like. So competitions traditionally are a great way to meet people. They always start with a mixer. You get to know the other teams and you get to do rehearsals. And then the next day, it's a competition. It gets intense, but it's always friendly, it's always fun, and you always have a good time before and after. Can you describe this intensity? Like, what is a, what's the most stressful part of a competition? So, when, if you ever look at pictures or videos of uh, Bhangra, you'll see that everyone's wearing these, uh, these big costumes, the guys are wearing turbans, and the turbans really are the hardest <laughs> part. While they are fun to wear, they take a lot of effort to starch and make and put on. So that has to be the most intense part of going to a competition, but it's also one of the best parts. Can you talk a little more about your, uh, your outfit or your costume? Yeah, so uh, guys and girls both traditionally wear what we call kurtas, which are basically a long shirt. And underneath we wear either pants or a tied up uh, cloth that's called a chadar, which basically becomes pants. And then guys on their heads wear turbans. They take some time to tie up, but by the end, it's worth it because you look the part. Are these costumes colorful? Are they more earthy toned? Uh, are they definitely meant to stand out? Yes, these costumes are very colorful. And the point of Bhangra is you dance with what we call a jodi or your partner. So traditionally, it'll be a guy and a girl wearing the same color. So you'll have bright reds, greens, blues all over the stage. Is this dance form, when you're actually competing, performing, is it just you on stage? Do you have props? Do you have music? Do you have anything else that accompanies you, your costume, and your partner? So um, we traditionally dance in groups of about 12 to 16. Most groups compete with that many people. We do use props. There are some traditional uh, Punjabi farmer props, such as uh, long sticks we call kunde that they dance with, and a special instrument called a sap, which... It's quite hard to explain until you've seen it, mm -hmm. to be frank. Right. If you were to change anything about this RSO currently at the University of Chicago, what should the Bangra dance team do to branch out more? So the current captains of the U Chicago Bangra team are actually doing an amazing job with the team. 
they're really trying to branch out and be more competitive. In past years, the team traditionally only performed at Chicago events, but now the current captains are trying to take us out, um, bring us to more competitions, and become more of a competitive team. So honestly, I wouldn't change anything, but I would like to see the team keep going in the direction it is. What is the Bangra community like? How big is the club, for example? So our current club is about 22 members, but the Bangra community itself is a very tight-knit group. You feel like... I joined just two weeks ago, and I already feel like I've made some pretty good friends, met some pretty great people. It's a lot of people like you, people different from you, but everyone's eager, everyone's cheerful, everyone wants to make friends. And even when you go to competitions and you meet people from other teams, you make friends there. Everyone's just really here trying to, trying to connect, trying to be friendly. What is the cultural makeup or the cultural demographic of Bangra at Chicago? Is it predominantly Indian? Yeah, I would say it is predominantly Indian, but it is not exclusively Indian. Anyone is welcome to try out, and there are quite a few members on the team that are not Indian. And more specifically, many members of the team are not Punjabi, even though it is a Punjabi dance form. When, what time of day do your practices take place? So practices on Tuesdays and Thursdays are traditionally pretty late, so they don't conflict with any RSOs. They're usually 9 to 11, and I honestly prefer that time because I can get my homework done before and then be ready for practice. So you're saying the Bangra dance team, as far as hours are concerned, is pretty manageable, is that correct? Yes, it's very manageable. Do you, what do you think those outside of the club, like myself, should know about Bangra? I think an important thing to know is that these teams aren't as competitive as you think they are, and it's not as hard to join and be a part of a community. It's really easy to get out there and meet new people. What are some, for example, some stereotypes of Bangra that you'd like to clear up with people that don't know much about the dance form and art form like myself? So most people that uh, don't know much about Bangra, and then they see a video or they see someone dance it, they think either it's kind of boring or it looks really hard, physically demanding, but it's really none of the above. Uh, speaking about the physically demanding, well, it does take a level of fitness to dance Bhangra. It's very manageable. I was not good at it when I first started, but within a few months, I really got into it. And Bhangra is not very boring. The music is actually very good. It's very lit, to be <laughs> frank. Um, traditionally, in competitions these days, people mix Bhangra beats with modern rap music. So you might be hearing Kendrick or J. Cole in a set, and it, it gets lit. So you're telling me the music in Bhangra plays a pretty big part in a performance, is that correct? Yes, the music is a huge part, the beats are a huge part. Do you dance according to the music? Are there different styles of music that'll change the style of dance, for example? Yes, Bhangra sets are pretty diverse. You have some sets that you hit hard, you're, you're dancing hard, and then you have some slow sets that are more graceful. So you really hit a lot of different diverse points of dancing. What are you working on right now with your Bhangra dance team? Are you working on one of the more quick sets or a more slow-paced set? What do you see yourself doing? Well, currently we're working on a set that incorporates both. We have a segment that's pretty slow and graceful. We have some segments that have a hard beat, some Jay-Z. You know, we have a segment where you're dancing with your pairs, your Jordi. And we're currently working on filming an audition video to audition for a competition. Can you tell me a little bit about the history of the club? Yeah, so in 2003, a few girls formed the initial Bhangra team called Bale Bhangra. It was initially an all-girls team, and they kind of danced at weddings, some little gigs, some events in U Chicago itself. 
but it wasn't until 2009 that the team actually went out to competitions, and I believe they won a few trophies as well. And in 2011, the team known as Bale Bangra became U Chicago Bangra and became a co-ed team. And since then, the people on the team have been working hard to make it more competitive and to branch out. Thank you. I am Aditya Bafna, a member of U Chicago Bangra, and I would really love to see you guys at our performances and next year's tryouts. That's it for this week's episode of Quadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am Isaac Krakoka. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Our music is produced in part by Aaron Senden, Andrew Dietz, and Kenny Talbot LaVega. A special thank you goes out to Ben Kent and the entire Logan Cage staff for the audio recording equipment. Be sure to check us out next week on the newest episode of Quadcast.